When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On About Books, we delve into the latest news about the publishing industry with interesting insider interviews with publishing industry experts. We'll also give you updates on current nonfiction authors and books, the latest book reviews, and we'll talk about the current nonfiction books featured on C-SPAN's Book TV. And welcome to About Books. This is Book TV's podcast and program which looks at the business of publishing. Book publishing in the United States is currently about a $30 billion a year industry. Over 65,000 people work as editors, booksellers, writers, and in all other facets of the publishing process. In 2021, more than 825 million print books were sold in the United States. Amazon accounted for about 40% of those sales, and when it comes to ebooks, 89% were sold through Amazon, but ebooks only account for 20% of annual book sales overall. And according to the Census Bureau, there are a little over 6,000 bookstores left in the U.S. That's about a 50% drop from 20 years ago, but there are currently about 117,000 libraries of all kinds in the country. And you're listening to About Books, a podcast and program produced by C-SPAN's Book TV. Well, new books are generally released on Tuesdays, and here are some that came out this week. Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee is out with Saving Nine, the fight against the left's audacious plan to pack the Supreme Court and destroy American liberty. Senator Lee has written many books, and he has played a role in the past four Supreme Court confirmation battles as a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's also a former law clerk to Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. Another new book out this week, former Obama White House Communications Director Dan Pfeiffer shares his view of conservative media and the 2020 election in his new book, Battling the Big Lie, How Fox, Facebook, and the MAGA Media Are Destroying America. And HarperCollins publishers have a new book out this week. It's called The Spy Who Knew Too Much. In it, New York Times bestselling author Howard Bloom details the story of a decades-long hunt to find a mole in the CIA. And one other book we want to share with you that's coming out this week. Historian and author Joanna Scutz tells the story of the birth of modern feminism through the lens of a secret New York City social club in Greenwich Village. It's published by Seal Press. The book is entitled Hotbed. And this is About Books, a podcast and program which looks at the business of publishing. Well, each week, three of America's largest newspapers, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, review books. Here's a sampling of some of their recent ones. 
Now you've probably heard of the Higgs boson or God particle in physics. The name of this subatomic particle comes from Peter Higgs, a Nobel laureate who had been working to find and prove this boson for nearly 50 years. The Wall Street Journal reviews Elusive, How Peter Higgs Solved the Mystery of Mass, and it describes the book by Frank Close as a, quote, sympathetic dual biography of the shy, modest man and the famous particle. Well, historian Doug Brinkley is a frequent commentator on the C-SPAN networks. He's also a frequent book reviewer. And his latest review in the Washington Post describes Jeff Nussbaum's undelivered, the never-heard speeches that would have rewritten history as delightful. Some of the undelivered speeches cited include Dwight Eisenhower's D-Day defeat speech and JFK's undelivered Dallas speech on the day he was assassinated. Finally, in the New York Times on Sundays, there is a full book review section where dozens of books are reviewed weekly. A recent review of Who Killed Jane Stanford, the widow of Leland Stanford, who built railroads, served as California governor, and founded the university that bears his name, says that Richard White's look into the mysterious 1905 death of Jane Stanford is a, quote, deep dive that gleefully analyzes the conflicting testimony, newspaper accounts, and Stanford documents and points to a probable culprit. Well, all three of these nonfiction offerings are the type of books covered on Book TV, so look for the authors in the near future on C-SPAN 2. And a reminder, you can always watch all of our author programs online at booktv.org. Book TV has a monthly program called In-Depth. We invite one author on to talk about his or her body of work. Recently, author and journalist Sam Quinones joined us to talk about the opioid and drug epidemic in the United States. He also talked about the legalization of drugs. Here's a portion of what he had to say. I would like to see, I guess personally, let me say, I would like to see us legalize one drug well. And right now we are mangling the job with marijuana, in my opinion. Um, you know, what is, the, what is one of the, you know, think about it. What is one of the great lessons of the opioid epidemic, right? I believe this is one. Be careful. Be careful what very potent drug you make legal and widely available with outlandish claims about its risk-free nature. That's what, that's the whole story of opioids in our country. You know, so you can say maybe we should make all these drugs legal. Well, yeah, but the opioid epidemic starts with legal drugs, right? It's not an illegal drug that starts this stuff. It's doctors and pharmaceutical companies promoting the hell out of this. And this brings me to another part of this topic that I think is, and I wrote about a little bit in The Least of Us. And that is to say, that I'm not sure, I don't believe, in fact, that we have the kind of culture in America that will tolerate, has much appetite for the kind of government regulation that would be required to successfully legalize a drug in, in, in America. Other countries may be able to do it. I don't know that we are there as a culture. I think we have 
too much, we, we bridle too much against government intrusion and regulation and, and all this kind of stuff. Look, we're in the middle of climate change, which is an existential threat to this planet. And yet, we're in California and other places, we have made it literally legal to sell marijuana that's been grown indoors. This is a weed that grows outdoors perfectly. We're growing it indoors with an enormous carbon footprint. Why? Because you have economic interest pushing that idea, because it benefits them. It doesn't benefit anybody else. You know? And so my feeling is we don't have in this country the appetite for the kind of serious regulation that would be necessary to legalize drugs successfully. Um, marijuana is a disaster, it seem, seems to me. It, lo it loses track of all the, 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 the lessons we should have learned in pro prohibition. And prohibition, we didn't legalize, after prohibition was over, we didn't legalize all this bathtub hooch and all this stuff that made people blind and all that kind of stuff. Well, the pot world is filled with versions of marijuana like that, 30, 40% THC, vapes that are 90% THC, the active ingredient in, 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 in marijuana. Seems to me like we need to step back, go very slowly, very cautiously, take our time and be um, aware that we're really, really bad at this. We don't know what we're doing. Instead, we're just opening up the doors. I would say to me, it feels right now, in some states anyway, it feels very much like, or maybe just generally uh, in America, it feels like very much like alcohol pre-prohibition, where just it was like anything kind of goes. And you can watch this interview in its entirety at booktv.org. And another program produced by Book TV is called Afterwards. This week, we were joined by Trump administration senior aide, political consultant Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway is the first woman to manage a winning presidential campaign. Well, in her new book, Here's the Deal, Ms. Conway shares insights into the 2016 campaign, her time in the Trump administration, and she offers her take on the media and the political climate in America today. She was interviewed by former Democratic Party interim chair, journalist, author, and Washington insider Donna Brazil. Here's a portion. George is the one who wanted to come to Washington, come to Washington. Donald Trump was his way to do something different from the law firm, retire from there, and do something totally different. And then he changed his mind about Donald Trump. And I can't just uproot well, my kids we just member. left. Well, he's a member of the Federalist Society. He, I don't a know founding if he's a member in the founding Yale chapter, member, I'm pretty sure. Yale chapter. And, and uh, was in his black MAGA. MAGA person. Yes, he's in his black MAGA hat on election night, crying, saying she did it, she did it, about his wife. Mm -hmm. And Donna, I couldn't, you know, people, I write in the book, people say, without Kellyanne Conway as campaign manager, Donald Trump could not have won in 2016. That's debatable. But what will never be in doubt is that without George Conway encouraging, insisting me to take my shot, as Hamilton and Eminem tell us all to do, to take my shot in 2016 and say yes to that campaign manager, manager offer and position that Donald mm -hmm. Trump offered, gave me, I could not have been campaign manager at that level because George said, I'll help more with the kids. You have to do this. He can actually win with you, Kellyanne. And George had witnessed a lot of the New Boys Network and the Republican consultancy, a walking RICO violation of folks always giving each other money on the gravy train. He had witnessed many of them denying me and sidelining me right. and trying to diminish me. 
he had heard my pitch so many times of what I would do if I had ever gotten my shot. He said, here it is. Take your shot. shot. And Afterwards airs every Sunday night on C-SPAN 2 at 10 p.m. Or you can watch it online at booktv.org. Well, thanks for joining us on About Books. A reminder that this podcast and all other podcasts produced by C-SPAN are available on the C-SPAN Now app or wherever you get your podcasts.